the Spurs News Podcast, the home for discussion on all things Spurs. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Spurs News Podcast. We have a change this week. I am Sam, so I've not changed. But joining me this week is Super Sub, Step In, Stefan. Uh, did you not get the letter from the agent? It's now Superstar, Steph. Yeah, I did actually get that, and then I wiped my ass with it. How you doing, mate? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Um, for everybody listening, Matt is absolutely fine. Um, he's having a minor operation this week, so he can't be on the show. He should be back. Well, I say he should be back next week. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll get it when Mandy's on the show next week with me. But, you know, everyone, you know, it's, it's modern, you know, 2021. He saw the amount of money Laura's making, decided to make a change in his life. And hopefully, good luck to him. Fair play to him. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in his or her or whatever, OnlyFans account will be open in a couple of weeks' time for a very specialist niche audience. Is it the Feet Only account I think he's doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some Something to do with feet and uh, yeah, arriving all over his feet or... Yeah, something like that. I can't remember. But yeah, anyway, that's that's going to be available so everyone enjoy that. Um, there's a few people now thinking, what the hell's he on about arriving? And then they've realised what I've just said, but in a clever way. Yeah. Um, we're one minute 30 into this. I've probably already been cancelled, but never mind. Uh, I hope everyone's well and doing okay during this mad times. Um, we have got, as always, a fair bit to talk about with Tottenham. It's never boring. Yeah. No, that's that's one thing. Well, depressing, but never boring. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, that's true. It can be very depressing. The last two podcasts, maybe even three... I have had to really like drag myself to the mic almost. And I want to say a big thank you to everybody who's been so kind in dropping messages because it has helped so much. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so much. Um, but they yeah, are the therapy last... sessions. I know the last one was called therapy. The last one was really actually called are therapy Do you want to know the funniest thing about that? Yeah. It wasn't the first show we've done called therapy. Nope. And I didn't realise so I've gone to save it and upload it to like iTunes and everything like that, and it's going, yeah, you've you've already got an episode called that. Do you want to overwrite it? I'm like, no, 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 no this is new. So the actual therapy name, stop. like under it, is Therapy 2.0. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. So the the far names that, but I just call it Therapy. And I dare say, at some point, I'm going to upload another episode called Therapy, and it's going to be 3.0. Yeah. Welcome to being a Tottenham Hotspur fan. Do you know, I, I know you listen when you're not on the show because you're, yes. you're a big fan. You're a nice yep, yep. guy. Uh, you, you've heard me talking about it. There's a guy in America who's emailed us. And a really lovely guy. Thank you so much for emailing. And he's basically like a Tottenham fan who's come to the club thanks to the Champions League run. And he listens to us. And we're kind of like his resource a lot for Tottenham. I'm so sorry for that guy. I know. How bad One do I feel? season in the Champions League and you're yeah. now done for life. Yeah, I, I do feel really guilty about that. I, I feel like Mauricio Pochettino should write a letter of apology to all fans who joined during that time. It's like, oh, look, man, yeah. look, I was overachieving. Yeah, <laughs> and, I and you're, all, you're all now invested, and I'm sorry. Um, you know, I'm now in Paris, if you fancy a quick jaunt there. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's in France. Who wants to go there? Ugh. Well, true. Yeah, have you ever been to Paris, by the way? I've driven through it. Nice. Well, outskirts. <laughs> I went around the outskirts of it. School trip. Yeah, I went around the I'm, outskirts. Of sorry, but that's else. brilliant. Like, if I ever say that about a place in the UK, it's like Reading or, yep. or Swindon. Have you ever been to Swindon? Yeah, I'd gone through it. That's, that's about as nice as I can say. Yeah, You've just said that about Paris, and I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's not. I don't get the hype. But then again, maybe that's just because I'm a... A numpty from Bristol, but they've, yeah, they've got really a big don't. tower or something that we've got in like near Blackpool. I don't yeah, know, exactly. So. I, I genuinely right because I was stood underneath that thing. I took the obligatory selfie of me with the Eiffel Tower behind me. Yep. And I've sent it to my dad. Like, guess where I am? And he put back Blackpool. Like, <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm in Paris. I've, I've got the Eurostar and I'm in Paris. And he just put back. Looks like Blackpool. I was like, oh for fuck's <laughs> There's no impression. That Only man, time ever. I want to go to Paris now is to go watch Poch at PSG. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad day out, actually, would it? They've got a very nice stadium, a fairly yeah. good manager, and a couple of all right strikers. So, sounds like a good day out. Um, 
the first time I ever went to Paris, and excuse me everybody, I know I'm being a bit self-indulgent talking nonsense now, but the first time I ever went, I went to watch England rugby, I went to watch England versus France in Paris, and there's oh, a that's... massive, massive walkway, like most big stadium, and there's like various drink shops and stuff along the way. Uh, I can't speak French. Um, I did GCSE French for a year, got asked to not ever come back to that class. Different yep. story. Um, so I, my my French is like, you know, bonjour, comment ça va? And then I point and speak louder in English. Yeah, that one. So, that yeah, one. Yeah, that yeah. one. So I've gone in to get a drink thinking I'm fairly safe. I can just literally put it on the counter, hand over the money. He'll give me my change and I'll leave. Unfortunately, in this particular shop, all the drink fridges were behind the guy in the counter. <laughs> There's a massive queue of people, like all England French fans are in there. And I've gone out, I've got there and I'm just pointing. He's just looking at me blankly. And I'm going, a bottle of uh, Pepsi Max, other beverages are available. And I'm like pointing, and the guy's just looking at me like I'm an absolute moron. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, love Pepsi Max. <laughs> and like, the whole queue of people are like, oh, getting really wound up. And I'm like, I've, just, I've literally just got to the point where I'm about to walk out. And the guy cracks up, and in like a thickest Cockney accent, tells me he was taking the piss, hands me my drink, and takes the money. I'm like, you bastard. Fantastic. Absolute <laughs> bastard. It's like, I don't know, it felt like an hour. I was probably stood in that queue for like three minutes. Mm-hmm. But it was torture. But I'd never forget him. <laughs> never, From now ever. on, it should be known as Le Pepe Max. Yeah, Le, Le, Le Pepe de Max. Yeah, I was I was doing all of that. And I was thinking, I'm insulting so many people right now. This yep. is so bad. Uh, it's bad enough with the England-France game. It's like the only rugby game I ever go to where there is genuine tension. There's a lot of banter between the home nations and stick, but it's yeah. the only games I ever go to where I've always genuinely felt like there could be a fight. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't help matters. I'm, I'm a little bit antagonistic to the French. But I'm a front-row forward. That's what I'm supposed to do. Anyway, so back to Tottenham. Um, I think we need to get this out of the way. Um, we lost to West Ham. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. We oh, didn't even. Did you, it was just awful. Like to watch, it was just awful. It's one of these things where, in isolation, right? So if we were to forget our form, forget the other games that came before it, in isolation, to me, that game isn't actually as bad as the result is, because we conceded two dumb goals. Really, really dumb. Which I know is like the story of our season. But just again, focusing on this game in isolation. But when you take them away, we actually dominated the ball quite well. um, Which is something we've struggled to do against anybody who's had any kind of organisation, which they definitely have. Yeah. Could be argued they allowed us to play in front of them, which is true, they did. But we actually, in the second half, thanks to a certain Welsh wing wizard... Gareth Bale, which, by the way, I'm never saying again. I'm amazed I said it the first time. <laughs> um, we really opened them up, which we've struggled so much. And uh, Bale hit this volley onto the crossbar at one point, and Kane missed the chance, and there was a fantastic block kind of tackled by Declan Rice, who had the game of his life, by the way. Yeah, and then you um, had Sonny's chance that kind of bounced off yeah, of him, and yeah, Gareth yeah, Bale's already celebrating, and then it hits the post. And... Yeah, well, yeah, that's actually quite funny, that clip. Uh, funny, not funny. Like, yeah, it's, it's hilarious because we won the game, but funny. Like, I'm gonna cry. Yeah. Um, but like Bale's volley. I mean, I I thought that was in. I actually stood up. I was like, yeah, what the? F-? Yeah. <laughs> um, but that, he hit that, and that was beautiful. He meant it's just it. Like, yeah, he's such a reminder. It. It's like such a kind of hey, Premier League. Yeah, I'm still, I'm, I'm still Gareth Bale. I yeah, can still yeah, do stuff. The walk through the Man City defence, and now the volley, and I'm starting to look at it, and I'm like, I, yeah. I've told you my theory, I've told you my theory on Gareth Bale. Okay, right, go on then. Share share your theory on Gareth Bale with the class so I can mock you and we can I reckon, on. no, see, Gareth Bale came back, we had uh, Mourinho as the new manager, well, first full season as manager, Bale's come back to this big fanfare of like, oh my God, Gareth Bale's back, Yeah! And then he's on the bench and Harry Kane's the main man. And he's like, oh, okay. Not quite what I expected. Okay, fine. Okay. And now the club's struggling a little bit. Hero Gareth Bale has reappeared in a way to turn around and go, guys, remember, I'm the man. I'm the man that's going to drag you from this terrible form back to greatness. (laughs) So that when he leaves at the end of the season, 
it's going to be all of us going, no, Gareth, come back. So no. he's, a, he's a hero again. Yeah, and that's what he's doing. He's making himself a hero. He's a clever man. I've been cracked for six months, no form, no <laughs> effort, and then I'm going to suddenly turn around and go, oh yeah, by the way, I'm a superstar. <laughs> and the next end of the, now to the end of the season, he's right. going to be phenomenal, and he's going to leave, and we're all going to be crying because Gareth leaves. What, what would you what would you constitute him what would you constitute from from now until the end of the season what would you constitute in him doing for you at the end of the season that genuinely would be like don't go perform how he did off the bench at West Ham yeah. and how he did on Thursday so you're not looking at goals and assists you just want him to put the effort in and if he puts the effort in you're happy I would like the assists and goals to go with it, but the effort, <laughs> so, yeah, the okay. effort is what was missing at the beginning. Like There was a few matches where he'd come on and he'd have like a bit of a jog here, a bit of a jog yeah. there, and it was like, come on, you were meant to be happy to be back here. Come on, do something. Don't get me wrong, I think he's delighted to be back. I, I think yeah. there's, there's something behind the scenes which is going to come out as to why he struggled so much. Um, I I have a horrible feeling. Um, there, there's all sorts of rumours about him having COVID yeah. and really struggling to get over it. Um, him really struggling with confidence in his muscles after so many injuries. Which I can't I, understand. I, I have a horrible feeling there's a more serious injury there that he is really struggling with and he doesn't want it public because if it goes public, he ain't never getting paid any money ever again to play football. Yeah. I, I really hope I'm wrong. But there, there's a few players over the years you've seen sort of go from this level and then they're down to this level and then all of a sudden it comes out, well, yeah, they after a hamstring injury, they basically got told if they ever tried to sprint again, their hamstring's going to rip, you know? Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, it's, it's a strange thing with Bale because so delighted he came back. I've been so disappointed with what we've been able to do. Whether you blame the player, or whether you say maybe if he had more games earlier, we'd be seeing this earlier. You know, it's a yeah. great, great debate. Which one of those debates you'll never know the answer to. Um, but the idea of him somehow finding this kind of 2011-2012 form for us in this last part of the season and almost lifting the whole club again is full-on Roy of the Rovers, the reason we brought him back kind of yeah. level, You're hilarious. Goal and assist at the weekend against, uh, is it Burnley or next? Yeah. Goal yeah. and assist, you watch. All right, okay, so if he gets a goal and an assist against Burnley yep. this weekend, I will get Bale somewhere tattooed on my body. Okay. But I get to choose where. Yep, that's fine. <laughs> I want it underneath your left big toe. <laughs> left big toe. Oh, God. Yeah. No, no, I'd, I'd probably get it on my left ass cheek, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, why have you got Bale 11 tattooed on your left ass cheek? I think you'll find why have you not is a bigger question. Would you have Bale 11 or Bale 9? Oh, that's a great point. Wow, this podcast started and talking about West Ham and has led to what number you're having tattooed on your ass cheek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to my season. Yeah, welcome to Tottenham, everybody. <laughs> I always, I do sometimes because we do keep our listening numbers are great. Um, we're like a thousand people. I know that's not big compared to other podcasts, but for us, we're, we're really happy. It's like, yeah. I, and I, me and Matt are like, you know, imagine being in a building of a thousand people just listening to us chat. It's like, oh wow, yeah, it's a great point. Yeah. Um, and like we do, we do obviously get new listeners because it is growing. I do often think to myself, if you're new coming to this and you don't know me at all, you don't know the personality and the humour of the podcast, Very why confusing. would you ever stay around? <laughs> yeah. Now, literally, I've been listening to this guy for 13 minutes. He's talked about insulting the French. He's made gender swap sex jokes about his co-host and an OnlyFans ejaculating on feet account. And now he's talking about what number of Gareth Bale he's going to have tattooed on his left ass cheek. Matt needs to not go away. Like, yeah. I realised he, he really is the kind of moral compass of the show. I unleashed. I'm awful. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I didn't all be allowed. <laughs> um, so you so, podcast with Matt, and you've got a list of things that you want to talk through. You podcast with me, and it's tattoos on asses, only yeah. fans accounts. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I'd so like far. to apologise to the listeners. I'm sorry. I'm clearly dragging the show down. It's going to get worse. <laughs> um, we're going to move on then. So our league form is trash. Um, yeah. We've lost five in our last six games. The only victory being against West Brom, who, to be quite honest with you, the... Uh, if that had a striker, NA... that would probably have been a draw. 
yeah, the the COVID positive third eleven could probably beat them at the moment. So, yeah. I uh, it's awful. The league form's absolutely awful. Something needs to change. But let's park that for a minute, just yep. because I don't want to be overly negative this week. I want to just enjoy having a chat and let everybody listen and have a bit of a laugh. Yep. Um, and I think that's everyone can tell us the way I'm going. But last night, uh, which was Wednesday the 24th of February, as we record this. We played Wolfsburg in the second leg of our uh, Europa League last 32 tie. Yep. We are through with an 8-1 aggregate lead. Which you can't uh, complain about, eight, considering eight, the... 8-1 uh, aggregate win. 4-0 uh, yeah. last night, and i got to be honest with you, I, I loved some of these goals. Deli Alley's overhead kick was... I, I don't know if he's allowed to run at a camera and go, you know... I'm back, bitch, or something like that. But if he had, I'd have loved it. Yeah, I mean that was just something. I was like, it was one of these things. He lost. He well, he lost his footing and got pushed yeah. over as he passed yeah. the ball. Yeah, and I'm like, ah, oh. yeah. And then I turned then, away, picked my drink up, looked back at the screen as Delhi's the... upside down in the air kicking a ball. And I'm like, what the hell yeah. did he come from? Just what the, the audacity to do it yeah. is why I think he has to be involved in a team because as a team like defence and stuff like that at the moment if you're defending against Tottenham mm-hmm. as much as I I love the players we have teams have worked this out yeah. you know Kane started dropping deep and Sonny running in behind so teams just don't allow that now You'll see the amount of time Sun gets tripped and taken out or Kane has two people on him the minute the ball comes near him yep. is because teams watched us decimate sides at the start of the season and changed. And ever since then, we've been unable to unlock teams, really. And because of that, we just invite pressure onto ourselves. We've got no release valve and, you know, as I've said, our form is shite. With Bale, he's got the ability to just take that. And when we signed Bale this season, I kept saying about... Teams would be terrified because they're not going to know what to do. You know, you get tight to Bell, you're going to leave space for Kane. You get tight to Kane, you're going to leave it for Bell. Uh, yep. You're going to let one of them drop deep. You're going to let the other one run off. You're going to let Sun run in behind. If you throw in the idea that you could put Delhi behind Kane as well, so Bale, Delhi, and Sun behind Kane, yep. that's terrifying. Because Dell is that yeah. player who will just try a pass, will thread something, will try a flick. What will... I loved as well is the fact that last time he tried something a bit different, yeah. like the Stoke game, he got ripped apart for it. Yeah, yeah he, he then did. played the first leg and up on the byline, nutmegged a player, spun yeah. past him and almost got the goal. Yeah. And in my head I'm like, oh, it hasn't gone in, he's in trouble. No. Oh, God, what's he doing? He has to score if he's going to do that. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And then he comes into this game, a ball gets fizzed into him, yeah. so he bounces it down in front of him, and bicycle kicks, and I'm sat there going, oh, Deli, you are special still. You are he still is. special, he kid. Is. That um, Crystal Palace goal where he flicked it over the defender's head and volleyed it. Yeah. It just made me think of that. You know, he's just, the ball's come into him, it's behind him, so he's flicked it, and then smashed it with an overhead kick, and I'm, the minute it left his foot, I'm like, that's in. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I know that in the Europa League, you're not playing against Premier League-level opposition at this stage. I know that. And I know Lamella scored a Rabona goal in the Europa League, and everyone's kind of just gone, yeah, well, you know, whatever. I was there. It was fantastic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. A lot A lot of people seem to forget that, you know, football is a form of entertainment. I know it's a massive business nowadays, but yeah. we as fans, we want to be entertained. Yes, of course, your team winning is the ultimate entertainment. Your team lifting trophies is like the ultimate, ultimate entertainment. But we do want to have a bit of fun watching them. Oh, gosh, yeah. I've been to games. I remember the Burnley game a couple of years ago. Yeah. And we won in like the 91st minute. Ericsson scored a goal. Yeah. And we won the game and all the fans came out of it going, that was awful. Yeah. So, you know, you want the excitement of the entertainment. I'd rather come away from a game... That we've won one nil and just played incredible football and it's been fantastic. Yeah. Then a three nil that was crap. You, you, I like the entertainment side of it. You, yeah, you, you do want to be entertained. And watching that last night, it was it was fun. It was there wasn't the pressure of we've been so crap. You know, this is going to be another load of crap. It was just let's go out, 
hit a few goals. I also just want to say as well, I want to credit Wolfsburger. They they came to play football both games. They yeah. could have so easily just reverted to this ultimate defensive, but they pressed both games like their lives depended on it. They played good football. They created chances with more accomplished finishers. They'd have got more goals. Yeah. I, I, um, I got nothing but praise for them, really. They lost the tie 8-1, which makes it look like a complete hammering. And it's true. We, you know, we were playing our second string in both games, and we never really got out of third gear, other than, you know, occasional sprint from, like, Lucas, etc., to score goals. Yeah. But... I, I want to give them some credit. I think I think they played some good football. I think they would have given uh, other teams a lot more, you know, a lot more grief. Well, they topped their group, didn't they? They had um, Fenerbahce yeah. in their group. Uh, no, they beat Feyenoord away. Feyenoord, that was it. Yeah. I mean, if we went to Feyenoord and won four-one, we'd all be delighted with that. Oh yeah. So so you know, Wolfsburg did that, and I, it was why when I saw the draw, I was kind of like looking at their results. It's not going to be the the absolute moonwalk walkover everyone assumes it's going to be. As it was, we did do very well. We've advanced. We're into the last 16 now. The draw is on Friday, so that's tomorrow as we record this. Yep. Friday the 26th of February. Check the Facebook page, Spurs News, on Facebook. and We will be doing the draw as soon as it comes out so everybody knows. There are no seeding. There is no limitation, so we can draw Arsenal if they win their tie. We can draw Man United. We could draw anyone. I see. I hate drawing your uh, team from England in Europe. Yeah, when I you, want something new. And saying he's like, like yeah. when we got Man City in the Champions League, I was like, oh, yeah, I was gutted. I'd rather have had a tougher match against someone. Real know? Madrid, or yeah, Juventus. Yeah, no, I'm the same as you. Like, yeah, it's great, you know. Yeah, it's Champions League, whatever. But yeah, it's still, not, and of course, we beat them. <clears throat> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes it all the more fun. The hip of God, also known as Lorenzo. Yes, yes, it was his hip. I don't care what anyone else don't says. Tell them that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I was I'm quite pleased. I mean, we're going to be into the last sixteen then. So yeah, check the Facebook page as soon as that draw happens, which I think is, I think it starts at noon our time. Or oh noon God, European the Europa time. League ones. It will start at noon, and they'll actually start drawing teams at half three. Well, all of them. God, it takes so long. They do. They really do. They love talking. They love yeah. chatting nonsense. But I mean, looking at the actual teams that were in the draw for the for the thirty two to going forward, yeah. there are some really good teams still in the Europa League. No, it's a, it's a great show actually. I, I think I've I got the really list want here. Ajax. I really want Ajax again. Right? Can can I clarify this? How do you say that team's name? Ajax. It's Ajax. Ajax. I, I think I know what it is, but it might, I can't say the millennium either, so it's fine. I'm just... <laughs> um, so the teams that are in, so the games that are to be played, uh, Dynamo Kiev versus Club Bruges, both clubs you'd say are decent draws to play against. Yeah. Uh, Real Sociedad versus Man United. I mean, I think Man United have definitely won that. I think they're like 4-0 up. That was, yeah, that was uh, a good win. Benfica against the Scum. I don't um, want to play Benfica because of Jan... Uh, see, I wouldn't mind that. Yana just take the night off. He eats proper spurs. Um, uh, well, yeah. A, yeah, AC Milan um, against a team I can't pronounce. Yeah, go on. I've got the list. I want to see you do that one. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, uh, <coughs> da. Yeah, good yeah, side. Yeah, Serbia. Um, Serbian team. Antwerp Rangers. I think Rangers are winning that one. Uh, yeah. Slavia Prague in Leicester. That's really even. Uh, Salzburg, of course, off from Austria. I'd like to avoid them. Um, Villarreal. Yeah. Uh, Braga, Portugal. Roma from Italy. That's um, a good tie. Yeah. Uh, Dinamo Zagreb are still in it. Young Boys Bern, who I remember us going like 4 0 down to at some point. God, that was our first down. Champions League, wasn't it? Is that, is that yeah. The Harry Redknapp the qualifier. Yeah. yeah. That was painful. Uh, Bayer Leverkusen are still in it. Uh, Mold from Norway. Hoffenheim. Uh, Napoli, Granada, uh, Shakhtar Donetsk, uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv, Lille from France, Ajax from Holland, Olympiakos, and PSV Eindhoven also from Holland. So See, PSV we've played recently as well. So yeah, there's some great teams in there yeah. that, that hopefully in this draw you will draw a team and it'll feel a little bit more, you know, a little bit more of a bigger competition. Do you know who I wouldn't mind? I wouldn't mind Rangers. Um, in a case of it's a decent opposition 
Yeah. It's not an English team, and it's the other, otherwise it's like the shortest journey. Yeah, yeah, it's a fair point. Um, Covid-wise as well, it should definitely be able to be played at Ibrox and at yeah. Tottenham Stadium. Because um, at the moment, everyone's playing in Budapest, it seems, at the moment. Yeah, we're in Budapest. Yeah, they're, they're doing all right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know who I'd want. I'd just like to avoid the English teams, not because I'm fearful of it, just because when you're in Europe... Yeah, it always sucks, you know. I don't want to go play Arsenal again. They're literally they live there. I don't want to play them in Europe. I no, want to play somebody else. I think the only other team I want to avoid is AC Milan. Uh, yeah, they don't like us. They do not like us. I wouldn't want to no. play everyone else. I'm fine with just not Arsenal or not an English team. Not AC Milan. Everyone else is okay. Do you remember that um, Crouch goal against AC Milan? Yeah. Um, do you, have you ever seen the Italian commentator? Well, no, he's not a commentator. He's in the studio, Italian TV, doing the coverage. No, you know, like you get the goal rush, and you're like, "Oh, uh, now we're going to go to so and so who's watching the game at the San Siro." Oh yeah, and yeah, there's this guy. He loses it. I mean, he must have just been like an AC Milan super fan or something. The guy looks like he's going to burst into tears, and then he goes into full on anger mode. Uh, goal of Tottenham! Goal of Tottenham! And every time he says it, it just sounds like he's going to burst into tears. Oh, no. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. If, uh, anyone listening, you won't find that. Uh, just just um, Google AC Milan Tottenham. Like, Tottenham 1, AC Milan 0, Italian Studio or something like that. You'll find it. It's like, goal of Tottenham! Goal of Tottenham! <laughs> he's like bursting into tears. And then the guys in the studio are laughing because of how much like he's looking like he's going to cry. And then he loses it. Like, full on. I mean, I don't understand a word he's saying, but he is. You, you know what he's saying. <laughs> he is losing it. <laughs> oh, yeah. dear. Yeah, it makes it better. <laughs> yeah. And I'm an Inter Milan fan of the Italian teams entering my team, so therefore... Uh, like See, ironically, s- ironically, of the Italian teams, AC Milan is my team. Yes. So, um, th- this week, then. So this week has just gone. Yep. Um, earlier in the week, following the West Ham game, in fact, I wrote a blog for our website. Uh, the website www.spursnews.co.uk. Yep. If you're not aware of the website, go check it out. It's got fun stuff like media coverage. Um, and it's got blogs. And I wrote one, and it was basically saying that if it was up to me, I would fire Jose Mourinho. And then I explained my thinking behind it. I have read it, and actually, yeah, it is a very good piece of writing. If you want to have a read of it, do have a read of it. It is actually a very good very good piece. That could be written by, like, it's better written than half the journalist crap that I read. Yeah, yeah. yeah not difficult um, to understand, but yeah. sports journalism <laughs> is not a well-worded thing. But no, it's a very good... It, it's Please. disappointing, to be honest with you. Sports journalist ought to just be changed to sports writer, I think, because journalist comes with a certain amount of investigative and, you know, uh, I don't know, journalist just doesn't seem to suit for clickbait crap headlines, which is all they do now. Um, there are still some that are phenomenal, um, and there are times where I, I, I want to refer to them and sort of say to them, Investigate that because that doesn't seem right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. So I wrote it on the basis not not in a kind of um right. That's it. I've put my Jose out hat on. I'm now going to sit in protest and I'm just going to be anti Jose twenty four hours a day now. That's not it at all. I, I basically just wanted to explain what my my kind of emotional journey, if you like, which is oh god, I hate using the J word. Where he was appointed and I had so many fears. Yep. So much worry about what could happen. But I and it was on this podcast, me and Matt talked about it and I said, But he is the manager now, so I've got to kind of go clean slate, <laughs> let's let's judge him on what he does, not what's happened before. Yep. Yeah. I, and I kept yeah. I kept having this running battle with myself, which was a kind of if he was a new manager to us, like Mauricio Pochettino, when he came in, although he'd been at Southampton, I think to the vast majority of Tottenham fans, it was kind of still a bit of a new entity. Yeah, he I didn't... remember a signing going, like, who the hell, why have we signed Southampton's manager? Southampton, well, go, yeah. the team who are known for selling their players to Liverpool. Why yeah. have we brought their manager? <laughs> yeah, because Liverpool didn't want him. <laughs> yeah, great, we're going to our players to Liverpool instead, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. We just picked up on the fire sale. Yeah. But it is, it, is a, it is a real thing where I was just like fighting this battle constantly of 
my preconceived ideas, you know, so the minute there was like, oh, Delhi's not being picked, every journalist was like, oh, Mourinho's doing it again. And I kept going, do you know what? No, I got to, you've got to go. That's what the media is going to do. They, yeah. they hate the guy. So I have to just try and stay level with it. That's and I last felt... season, it was Ndombele's the new Pogba. He's going to be dropped. You got Luke yeah. yeah. Dropped and yeah. criticised. And then... Yeah, you, you, oh. you're spot yeah. on. And, and when we got to... Uh, the West Ham game was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back for me because I was left in a very reflective mood because the game finished and we lost the game. I was numb. Yeah. Up until this point, every defeat, everything that had happened to us, I was angry. Yeah. We lost to West Ham. And by the way, of all the fans that chirp, West Ham are the worst. Yeah. I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand. Like, Arsenal no fans give me crap. It. I'm kind of like, yeah, all right. Chelsea fans do it. And West Ham, I'm doing it. Really? You? So this you, is the you. team whose last yeah. trophy was the championship. Yeah. Just, just like, just shut up, man. Yeah. <laughs> You're not a rival. You're never going to be. Yeah, you might get a lucky season every now and again, but that's it. That's it. You've to been us, relegated yeah. more times than you've won trophies. Shut up. Yeah, to us, so, they're the annoying neighbours, like the noisy yeah. neighbours. And then yeah. to them, we are like the end of all things. Like we must beat this team to yeah. be a good team. Yeah, which which is absolutely fine. And and I don't, you know, I I get it, and that's fine. And I, and I'm I'm happy for them at the moment. They're having a great season. If if the roles were reversed, I'd be over the moon with yeah. that. So so that's fine. But the fact that that happened, and typically if we lose to West Ham, like when we lost to them at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, our first defeat ever there was to West Ham. I was so angry. I was like, forever, forever they're going to have that. The first other team yeah. to win at that stadium. Is and it was always going to be them as well. That was the yeah. worst thing about it. Yeah. It was it always going like, to be This them. is going to be freaking hell forever because yeah. of this. So I was furious. And with this, we lost them 2-1. I'm like, I don't feel a damn thing. That's and, the worry, isn't it? It really is a was worry. It. Yeah, so I became very reflective. I was kind of like... So what's going on? What what's going on that's making me like that? What why is it like a defence mechanism? Is it a kind of like I, I talk about I have to engage gallows humour. The way I got through being a Tottenham fan in the nineties into the early two thousands <laughs> was absolute gallows humour. It was the only way to do it. Yep. And so I was kinda of like, is it that? Have I just gone into that? And and I worked my way through it in my mind and I was kinda of like, do you know what? I think I'm numb because I don't expect us to win a game of football anymore. And that's not a good thing. That's not... I'm wow. like, you know, yeah, I'm looking at our right. squad, I'm like, why Why would I feel that way? And the reality is I've got to this point because the, the way we play and the results, it's awful. You know, yeah. if you don't enjoy the football we play and we're losing, what is there? there there's suddenly nothing left. Like, beginning yeah. of the season, I remember saying to... I think I was on the podcast with you and Matt, so it must have been the Christmas one. Yeah. And I remember saying to you about, you know, we were getting results. At the time, we were getting some yeah. results. Yeah. And I remember saying to you, but when was the last time you enjoyed watching us? Yeah, 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 you're absolutely right. And it was like, well, no, it doesn't matter. We're getting the wins. We are progressing. We're getting wins. It's the results. But that, that and is, now that they're is dried up as well. And it's like, so, yeah. so what am I left with now? If I'm not enjoying it, but I'm walking away going, Gary. bloody hell, we're second and first in the league. Yeah. Now I'm like, yeah. now I'm not enjoying watching us, and we're getting very close to having to scroll down to find yeah. where we are. Oh, we are, yeah. I mean, Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher did a thing on Monday Night Football, and I mentioned this in my blog, yeah. where they basically said that when you make everything about the results, which is what Jose does, yep. and then you lose, you've got nothing to fall back on. Like, if Tottenham, for example, under Jose, were playing a, a unique brand of football... And you could see it developing. Even if you lose games, as fans, you can go, ah, oh, that's frustrating. But you can see it starting, you know, you can see where we're going. You can see we're building towards this. Yeah. You know, he just needs to tinker more with the players, etc., etc. At the moment, you're lost. Or at least I am. And this is how I felt. I can only speak to me. And I'm like, this is how I felt. And then I saw Jose come out after the game and say, his coaching is great. It's second to oh, none. Him, him and his, and his coaches. That was awful. Yeah, him and his coaching staff are second to none, and there's problems with the squad which he cannot solve. And it was kind of like this thing in my brain went, "I'm done. 
I'm I'm done. I can't. It was that news conference. Work. Yeah. Yeah. It was it. It was like like I said, the straw that broke the camel's back. The fact I felt numb after the game and I was curious. Him saying that and my brain just went, no, no, this yeah. doesn't make sense because what I'd been doing up to this point is going, it must be the players. It must be because Jose's won all of this. He is a winner, and like every week, a, a record got broken. Like um, Jose has never lost three games in a row. Well, he has now. Jose's never lost four games in a row. Well, he has now. This is the worst ever run Jose Mourinho's managerial career ever. Yeah. You know, every single week, every time we play, it feels like a new record from Jose's being broken. And not good ones. Us. Like it, it's not like you know. Oh no, most I mean bad. Yeah, every season. No, it's most amount of games without a win. The loss. Yeah, yeah. All of it's bad and. So I'm there and I'm like, it's the players, his CV second to none. And I wrote this in a blog and I'm going to say it now because I'm going to elaborate a little bit more. It suddenly hit me that him going on about his trophy haul is the equivalent and that being a justification for him being the best coach in the world right now is the equivalency of me showing up at a rugby club and saying, when I was 19 years old, I was one of the best props in the country. So uh, I am still. Yeah, I saw something. I read your blog and someone else yeah. said so. I was, who was I talking to? I thought it was you I was talking to, but it wasn't. No. Um, no. Someone I was talking to said, when after Mourinho said that, and he, yeah. he turned around and went, Great, you're now like West Ham saying you won the World Cup in 66. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. But up until this point, I had been completely not brainwashed isn't the wrong word, but I've been using that as a justification to keep giving him more time. Yeah. To keep going, no, his C V, his C V is C V. But to apply the logic like people give Tottenham like a load of crap, like, oh you've never won a trophy. We've won loads. You know, yeah. the first we're the first English British team to win a European you know, all of these things that are reality, you know, we've won eight FA Cups. We've not won an FA Cup since nineteen ninety one, yet we're still one of the most successful FA Cup teams in the country. That's yeah. that's our pedigree, that's our history. That's why this club has this history, but it is history. None of that is applicable to now. So why no. in the balls am I in my brain am I going Jose CV, Jose CV. Oh yeah, it must be all the players are wrong because of his CV. No, just because something you've done in the past has worked doesn't mean it's going to work now, and it's not. And what is worrying me is he seems to just be rather than going, we're we're going to try something different, or you know, you don't have to come out to the press and say, Do you know what, yeah, I've balls this up, we're going to try something different. Yeah. But just on the training ground, you know, let's work something out. Let's, you know, this isn't working. And yeah, this whole even as defensive, an... don't concede a goal, we'll get a win. That's not yeah, working, even... we concede no. goals. So instead... Even if, even if in your brain you're thinking, the reason I can't play the way I want to play is because these central defenders aren't good enough. Yeah. Then change the way you play until you can bring ones in that are. Yeah. You know, you've got to protect, you've got to extenuate, you know, accentuate the positives. Our attack should be amongst the best in the league. So you need to really emphasis on that and try and protect the weakness. Yeah. We might play games that end 3-2, 4-3 on a regular basis. But Jesus, as fans, we'd all prefer that than just losing 1-0, 2-0, 3-0 limply. Yeah, I mean, do you remember a couple of seasons ago? I think, was it Leicester a couple of seasons ago? Yeah. Where, like, every game they played, it was like 3-2, 3-1, 4-3. Yeah, well, they were, because Jamie well, they were transitioning their defence. Yeah. yeah, they were scoring goals for fun, but the defence was crap. So yeah. they were going into games with the attitude of, well, we're just going to score more than you score. Well, And if I, we did not... that, we've got a good enough strike. I mean, think, Son, Bale, Deli, Kane, yeah. Lacelso when he's back from injury... Yeah. Lucas Moura has the ability. Bergwijn, okay, no goals this season, but has the ability. Yeah, you should be and, scoring and you can for say, fun. Well, there, there's a real confidence issue, and you can see it. You know, Bergwijn, for example, looks like a player who has just lost all sense of his ability to be able to put the ball in the back of the net. But and up the guy until is the lethal. edge of the box, he's brilliant between the halfway yeah. line and the edge of the box. Like he did yeah. a move. Um, last night, and I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. But then he gets to the like the actual box itself and kind of goes, "Ah, uh, well, confidence guys is gone." Yeah. But you got to remember, he was playing week in and week out. But Jose basically had him playing like a defensive additional yeah. wing back. You know, 
you can't you can't discipline a player into doing something constantly and then just go, oh, do you know what? That thing I've made you do for months, yeah, stop doing that now. Yeah, forget that. Go back to scoring yeah, goals. Yeah, because that's not how it works. No. That's not how humans work. And there, there was this thing on, on one of our Facebook threads where someone said, oh, the amount of money they're paid, they should be able to adapt. I'm like, you, you really... You can don't... pay me a million pounds. I'm still not going to become a scientist. Yes, there you go. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. What you know? What significance does it matter? The amount of money someone's paid. There's a weird thing with that, and I don't understand it. But yeah. the, the the overall thing, the overall thinking, or the idea behind this person saying it is like, if Jose sends the team out tactically set up this way, then why is it that teams like Kane etc on the pitch can't go? This ain't working. We're gonna try something different, and I'll tell you for why. It's because when Delhi tried that, he got benched, yeah, and ripped apart in the media. And now look at our attacking players; they look afraid of the ball. Yeah. Oh, I could do a step over here to get past this player, but if I lose but the no. ball, yeah, nah, then then yeah, then I'm not playing again. Yeah. yeah. There is fear there, and again, so all of this fed into this feeling with me of like, if it was my decision, so I am Daniel Levy for a day on that Sunday. We've lost the West Ham. It, and all of that hit me, it would have been my decision to fire him. Yeah. Now, now this is where I've tried to explain this in the blog, and I tried to reply to as many comments on the Facebook page, because there was over a 100 on there, as much as I could to enter the dialogue with people, which is, I am just a fan with an opinion, and I wrote that opinion. Jose Mourinho, from this point onwards could easily take us on a phenomenal run where we win the League Cup, win the Europa League, and finish in the top four. Yep. And if he does that, then I will hold my hands up and say to everybody, and even if it's not quite that, even if he just takes us on a run and we improve and we have the phenomenal end of the season, I will hold my hands up and say, no, he turned it around, I was wrong. Because it's the thing about people seem to get really bad about with the modern world where it's like opinions and facts are muddled up. This is just my opinion. None of what I said in that blog of like my opinion of what I think is like a fact. Yeah. People might look at it and go, yeah, I agree with that, which is fine. People might look at it and go, I disagree with that. That's also fine. But There's a where we go from here... Fact, yeah. Oh, mate. It, the fact that they get jumbled up nowadays drives me insane. One of my biggest pet peeves yeah. right, is when I'm, when I'm going through the comments on the Facebook page and someone will write something, they'll write the word fact. So the, the common one is crap. Fact. Well, yeah, actually, the common one is actually Harry Winks isn't good enough. Fact. Yeah. I'm like, no, that's your opinion. Yeah. No, 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 it's fact. The, the fact no. is that Pep Guardiola has spoken highly of him. Barcelona have continuously turned around and said about they their interest him. in him. Yeah. Um, every manager yeah. that he's played under has played wants him, him and wants him and thinks he's brilliant. Yeah. So no, no, he's not crap. No, and, and it's it, but it's the fact thing. Like if someone yeah. just put, I, I do not think Harry Winks is good enough for Tottenham. That's fine by me. You, you that's your opinion, my friend. Yeah. I might go. Oh, really? I, I think he's quite good. Blah 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 blah. That's a conversation. That's opinion. People, the people who just write, oh yeah, so and so, shite, fact. Yeah. Nah, nah. Shut Harry up, Winks Mongo. can't pass forward. Fact. Well, uh, no, not at all. Actually, thank you. I, I actually engaged once on that. I think you probably know it because I've probably moaned at you about it. And I laid out all the stats from Opta, just pointing out, like, literally, you can go onto Opta yeah. and you can find percentage of passes left, percentage of passes right. Yeah. And I did that, and the guy came back with, see, you already ever passes forward. I'm like, your original post was, all he does is post backwards, and you said fact. Yeah. I've shown you the evidence to show that that's wrong. Yeah. It's not a fact at all. It's your opinion, but it's wrong. Here's the evidence. And his reply was, see, but you don't pass forward, and that's what I was saying. Oh. It's not what you said. It's, it's no. not, it's, it drives me insane. But anyway, that's that's a pet peeve, and i got to try and get over it, because otherwise everyone listening is going to start writing every post and putting the word fact after it. Just, just to annoy you. Oh, I do they will. Our listeners get it. Our, uh, the people who listen to this podcast genuinely have got a warped sense of humour. Because I'm going to get an email. I know I am, right? I'm going to get an email. I don't know what time this is going to go live. This is Thursday, the 25th of February. Probably going to be going live about 4pm UK time. Yeah. I guarantee by 5pm, some ass is going to have emailed me with something and the word FACT in capital letters <laughs> written on it. I guarantee. Guarantee. Um, but yeah, that's fine. 
Uh, speaking of people and the listeners of this, um, it's that time of the show where we hand over to them and we head off to the world of Instagram and Facebook. Now it's time for your comments. This is strange being on the other side of it because normally it's me putting a comment in and waiting for you to read it out. It is, it is. <laughs> so, so welcome to being on the other side. I'm going to... Uh, where do you want to go first, Instagram or Facebook? Let's go Instagram first. Instagram like first. Trying to say the names. No, no, I'm fine this week. We've only got the one this week. It's from Sam Carlon, who says, After Delhi's performance, is he back in your first 11? Uh, for me, yes. For me, he should never have been out of that first 11 because you need to play him into form. So, yeah, definitely. Okay, well, there we go. That was an easy answer. I like that. Yep. Over to Facebook, and we have uh, Simon Whiteman, who says, Do you think it's time for Mourinho to use the best of our academy players, as Pochettino did during his first season? Certain first-team players just aren't putting in a shift anymore. It could be that some youthful energy is needed to give the team a shot in the arm. It can't hurt. We're already dropping points. What do you think? To be fair, there are a couple of youth players that have come on I mean, Dane Scarlett looks phenomenal, bless him. Yeah. Like, he looks like a player, but then at the same time, I don't want him to become a Troy Parrott. Everyone starts Troy, screaming. What's wrong with Troy Parrott? Because the poor guy, so Troy Parrott, everyone was screaming for him to get a match for about six months. <laughs> yeah. He came on, played one game, unfortunately missed a penalty, and everyone was like, oh. No, we thought he was be the next Kane. He's not going to be the next Kane now. Oh, that is an issue. And I'm like, I don't want that to happen to this kid. Like, no, in reality, we have now got two strikers on our books: Troy Parrott, who's out on loan, and Dane Scarlett, who's in with the squad. Yeah, we have now yep. got two strikers to fill Harry Kane's void in five years' time when Kane's on a decline or has moved on when, or he, when he retires. When he retires. We've now yeah. got two players there who have both got phenomenal talent. And I'm like, and he's already sad about, oh, he, Dane Scarlett could be in the first 11, like, in with the first team next season, and it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is, I'm like, yeah. yeah, brilliant. No, send him out to League One, League Two, let him banging <laughs> goals for absolute fun, yeah. building confidence, building his skills up like Harry Kane did, yeah. and then bring him back in a season or two as an 18, 19 year old ready for first team Premier League football yeah um, it, it's a difficult one if you're good enough you're old enough is the old adage um, yeah. you know no one was looking at Wayne Rooney and going let's loan him out you've got yeah, Phil Foden uh, yeah you know yeah. And don't get me wrong that's, that's not me saying that he's Wayne Rooney because that's you know, once in a lifetime talent coming through at that age yeah um, but, but genuinely I there's so many academy players, and I spend so much time sort of watching. Uh, I mean, I used to go. Of yeah. course, that's a thing of the past. Um, but I spend so much time watching the footage and reading up and um, following um, some of the uh, great academy accounts there are who give a lot of detail. Yeah. On on the academy, uh, all I the can teams. In never the pronounce League. his name. But we've got the little left back as well. Uh, Dennis Serkin. Serkin, that's it. Yeah, he looks like he could be a great talent. And Den- Dennis is a really good player, and he's had a really horrible year. He lost yeah. his father. Um, I I would like to see him get a loan yeah. for next season um, to get playing first team football. I completely understand why the club have kept him close at the moment. I, I oh, think 100%. he could have possibly gone on loan, but um, sometimes things like that can really derail people. I really hope that's not the case. Yeah, he's going to go kids. one of two ways with that one, isn't it? So yeah, um, yeah, but that is yeah. Let's see, let's see where that goes. I don't want to talk about that too much because obviously that's very private for yeah. the young man. Um, we're talking about you said about the strikers. You're talking about the young players coming in. Simon's question: Pochettino did that out of necessity because the squad he had was crap. It was full of mercenaries who didn't want to be there; just wanted a wage and bang on. Yeah. yeah. Um, I personally do not feel that's the case with the team. I feel like there is a lot of fatigue. Um, uh, Hoybier, for example, looks done. He looks knackered. Last two or three games, he's looked awful. But we know he's such a good player. He's played 40-odd games already. Yeah, and it's only, what, February? Yeah, and the guy is like our go-to. He's our must-play player. Yep. He got rested properly in the week, so he can probably play Burnley. 
I expect him to be heavily rotated and managed going forward. Um, we do really lose something when he's not on, when he's not playing well. Um, yeah, this is the time so, where I wish we had got Skippy on a recall. No, no. I, I, for for long, short term, maybe long term, him staying at Norwich is the best thing. Yeah, without a full doubt. season of football, but yeah, yeah, full season of Championship football, fighting to get promoted, looking like at the moment Touchwood they're going to. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'll have that experience, that experience of winning something. Yeah. I know people are going to say, oh, winning the championship. That that adds something to the kid. That is going oh, to be yeah. a big You still experience. need, like everyone says, it's a marathon, not a sprint. It's getting over the line. Yeah. It's, it's, he will know, coming back to Tottenham, he now knows how to get over the line. Yep. He knows what it takes, and he will be in the squad as a young man, confident, that he is a part of things, you know, not like oh I'm the, I'm the kid. Oh no, I'm the kid. He's going to walk into that dressing room. I am. I belong here. Yeah. And that's what you need. Um, you desperately need that. Um, Simon, it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea from the point of view of trying to liven things up and rotate a little bit. I I think I could be wrong, but I think perhaps this idea came to you having seen the kids come on last night and just close people down like crazy. Yeah. And it was just it like gave everybody a lift just seeing them come on like the Scarlet. Energy. Yeah. Yeah, Scarlet just closed that guy down and then Vinicius smashed it in. <laughs> Vinicius um, stole the ball and scored. He let's be honest. Steal it. He, it was a great assist. <laughs> Um, and to be honest with you, and this is the God's honest truth, I don't care if he stole it because that's what I want a striker to do. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Vinicius, yeah, he's doing exactly what he's here for, like a just under two million pound loan fee for the season, and in the Europa League, I think he's played seven and he's contributed nine goals, six goals, three assists, which is what we needed because we wanted Harry yeah. Kane to be rested for these sort of games. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you, he's doing exactly what's been asked of him. Yeah, and I think if he played one or two games in the Premier League, he'd, he'd contribute there as well. Yeah. Um. So the funny thing is, I see this thing about oh, Vinicius. Oh yeah, his play's not very good. You know, general play, general play, not very good. Tottenham fans have been spoilt by Harry Kane. Yeah. People need to remember that not every striker tracks back forty yards to put a tackle in. Do you ever in remember fact, Jermaine Defoe? No other striker does line. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in fact, strikers don't do that ever. No. Kane is a fun phenom. He is Roy of the Rovers for us. He's Harry of the Tottenham. He just. You cannot you cannot put no. compare a striker with him because we've been spoiled and I do fear sometimes that no matter who we put in at the number nine I was like ah oh, what's wrong with him he didn't track back put in a tackle beat five men put a thirty five yard pass on that guy's foot and then sprint into the box to score lazy God can you imagine no. yeah if we ever it's had just Kane yeah. it's just Kane being Kane <laughs> we we sign like the next best striker in the world. But and he's a box player. And yeah, like, yeah, people are moaning. I didn't see him getting yeah, assist. We, yeah. pe- people should watch Lewandowski more. Yeah. He doesn't do what Kane does. The guy's a goal machine and is rightly regarded as probably the best number nine on the planet with Kane right there in the yeah, conversation. But he's never more than 20 yards no. away from the goal. <laughs> no, because that's, that's what he's there to do. Yeah. And when you've, got, when you've got the ability he has to score the goals, he doesn't need to do anything else. No. Kane, however, playing for Tottenham will literally run for a wall to try and make sure we don't concede, make sure we win the ball back and try and score. Yeah. If Kane was to leave us, I don't think he'd play that way. I, I was going to say, I think if he was Tottenham to go shirt. to, say, like Real Madrid, for example, because they're one of the few yeah. teams I can imagine that can afford him. Yeah. Other than PSG. I think if he went to PSG, he'd do it for Poch. But I yeah. think if he was to go to somewhere like Real Madrid, all of a sudden you'd see him become a... A box player. Yeah, just just a nun, yeah, just this traditional yeah. nine. No, I agree. Um, so Liam Hickey says, why we need to start with Undombele, Son, and Bale, then have Delhi and Kane up top. Also, our best efforts this season was like when we played Arsenal. We forced them wide, knowing our centre backs could deal with aerial battles. Mm-hmm. Now we let them play through us. Um, I think letting them play through us is a lot of that down to Hoybier just being knackered. I think. Yeah. Teams playing through us wasn't happening before because Hoybier was so on top of that, forcing teams wide. And like you said, you know the centre backs will just deal with crosses all day long, or at least they were. Yeah. Um, right now, we can't seem to settle on a centre back pair, and let alone let them get any game time. 
I think that's a good um, problem as well. We need to just... Oh, he needs massively. to either work out and go, right, okay, it's Sanchez and Dyer, or it's Toby yeah. and Dyer, Toby and Sanchez. Just yeah, get a pair it's, it's, and it's let them mess. play. It, it, yeah, but that, you know, we could talk about that for an entire podcast. I'm not going to go down yeah. that road. Um, but yeah, I mean, Liam, yeah, yeah, I mean, the players, you, you're not wrong. Um, Michael Joseph says, would you still be in favour of sacking Jose if we won the Europa, Le- Euro- Europa? Europa League? I still feel we can do more with this team if they man up and dig in. I don't know about the man up comment. You can't man up um, any more than what Harry Kane is already doing. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah. There's a couple not, of not, players there. Yes, there's a couple of players that have looked like they're not fully going for it, whether that's a fitness, confidence or whatever. But to say man up, really? I mean, to be yeah, fair, no, I hate that saying in general. Yeah. The man yeah, up that, saying that I hate is... in general, but... Yeah, that aside, um, would I? You know, I, I think this is kind of in response to the blog I wrote, which is fair enough. Um, to be honest with you, it's, it's a difficult one because you don't know where the feeling's going to be. The Europa League final will literally be at the end of the season. We could lose the League Cup final. We could be 10th in the league or worse in the bottom half of the table. And then he goes and wins the Europa League, which not only gives us a trophy, but Champions League for next season. Yeah. Now, in theory, that's ticked the box for achievement for this season. He then uses the money to buy two new centre-backs and suddenly we look at a different team. I would, I would argue that no, he shouldn't be sacked if he did that. Because you have to sit back and go, okay, what were the objectives at the start of the season? Champions goals, League yeah. and a trophy. He's hit his goals. Regardless of how that's been done. But then you'd have to also say, however, if you are going to keep Jose, you have to change the squad to suit Jose. You can't keep doing this fanny ass... Yeah, but you know he, he he sort of suits. He's sort of a Jose player. He's sort of this. No, you've got to make the changes. If you're going to keep this manager, who's going to keep playing his way, yeah, you have to put the personnel in place to play his way. Otherwise, it's a waste of damn time. Yeah, it, it's true. You know, we have a squad that was made to play how Pochettino. Well, yeah. you know, and did his what, best to play did for five years. Yeah. The vast majority of that squad have been coached and trained in one way of playing for five years. Yeah. Um, it ain't going to change overnight, but you'd think after this amount of time with Jose, things would change. So the, the way of looking at it, which I don't agree with, but the way of looking at it for many is you put two very good central defenders in there, we're a different team. Yeah. Okay, fine. If we get to the end of the season and the club do that and we are a different team... I'll hold my hand up. I'm I'm not buying it. Personally, I'm, I'm not but... going to lie. Every time I hear Tottenham fans speak about a central defender, I have yeah. this one panicking fear in my head. What's that? Sergio Ramos is a free agent at the end of the season. Love that guy. Bring him in. Oh, I cannot stand. Like, Love there's, that there's not guy. many people in the world I can say this about, but if he was on fire and I was busting for the toilet, I'd yeah. still find a bush to piss him. No, no, I'd I put him out. Cannot what a stand him. Player. What a, what a man. Yeah, like him. <laughs> Ever since he took out Salah, he's been my hero. Um, Martin Hood says, What's the feeling if Delhi being in the Premier League this weekend? I still think Jose won't start him. I agree with you, Martin. Yeah, I, I still think, think he starts the on the bench. James Campbell says, Continuing the Black Knight analogy, what if we end the season losing the League Cup final, finishing mid-table, but winning the Europa League? That's spooky. I just said that. Yeah. It's just a scratch. Literally just, just, yeah. Yeah, literally just kind of answered that. Um, Yeah, James, that's spooky. I genuinely hadn't read that beforehand, but I've just laid that scenario out. So that answers your question. (laughs) I think you'd have to stay. Um, Ryan Miller says, do you think Delhi and Bale have done enough to start in the Premier League? I do. They have, yes, Um, but will they? I reckon Bale might start. Delhi comes off the bench about 60, 65 minutes. (laughs) <laughs> 90, 91. Uh but yeah I, I, I think they have and I think they should because I think it also sends a message to the squad that if you perform midweek you play um, yeah. and the players that are playing every week that aren't performing you are droppable yep. but, but you know let's see what happens um, we play I think it's Burnley this weekend um, we, we desperately need a win yeah. desperate, 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 desperate we will see what happens, but my friend, that's it. 
That oh, is okay. our podcast for this week. Um, uh, special mention to Harvey White and Oliver Skip, who both scored their first senior goals in football this week, both out on loan at Portsmouth and Norwich, respectively. Hey, nice. Um, we will be back in one form or another next week, uh, whether it's me, whether it's Matt, whether it's Stefan, I do not know. Yeah, next week. We'll, only have, well I think if we podcast record on a Thursday as normal, yeah. we'll only have the Burnley game. Obviously, Fulham yeah. is Thursday afternoon slash evening. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Who knows? Just saying that quickly. Um, so our next, just looking at the next four games we've got. Yeah. Burnley, Fulham, Palace, Arsenal. We've got three London derbies in a row. I mean, that's that's four winnable games, right? It now. should be. Yeah, we should be twelve points. Yeah, and anything less than that, and you know, sack him. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm I'm well up for that. And I keep getting asked who would I bring in. I'd appoint Julian Nagelsmann in the summer, and I'd let Ledley King be our caretaker for the rest of the season. Yes, he's got zero experience of doing it, but to be quite honest, I worship the guy. We could lose every game, and I'd still love him. That's true. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, big thank you to everybody for listening. I uh, hope you'll tune in again next week. Fingers crossed we pick up the result with Burnley. We really need it. Yeah. And then we can talk about it next week with a bit of a smile on our faces. Uh, good luck to Matt, who becomes Mandy. And I'll speak to you all next week. Stay safe. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, you can join in the conversation on our Facebook page with over 60,000 fellow Tottenham fans at facebook.com slash Spurs News.